Well, good morning. <laughs> now that I have a voice, and if you're streaming now, you can hear me as well. Uh, good, uh, good to see you all today. Uh, just two more announcements I want to give. Um, uh, as you would know, uh, this Sunday would have been Communion Sunday. It's the first uh, Sunday of the month. Um, we are not having communion this Sunday. We have, uh, we're still working on ways to um, get the communion to you guys safely. Uh, there are some options. Unfortunately, those options are back-ordered to probably when Jesus returns. So we are looking at different ways of doing it. So what we're going to do is, for the time being, until we receive those little pre-filled cups, until they're back in stock, we are going to um, do communion throughout the week. So on Tuesday, uh, the first Tuesday of the month at 6.30, you can either go on Facebook or go to our website, and you will see a video where we will um, all be able to take communion together. Uh, it's just going to be a quick little, little communion video, maybe five minutes long or so, where we can all just kind of, uh, from our homes, from our computers to TVs, participate in communion. Uh, so that's how we're going to do it for the time being. And uh, so, that's, so, so don't expect communion today. I know you were really hoping to have some uh, uh, Breton crackers this morning. Sorry. No, no crackers today. But uh, we are, we are going to get started here um, as we continue on with our uh, series, um, Get Rhythm. And uh, this, I have been enjoying this series uh, as we continue to go on. And today, we are going to look at, uh, at, at something a little different where, you know, we were looking at a few different things where um, we can have rhythm, maintaining rhythm by, by abiding in Christ. By spending time with him, diving in, and, and, and being with him, we, we can uh, maintain spiritual rhythm by seeking his kingdom, uh, by walking in his light, right? Being the light of the world. Today, we are going to look at something um, uh, a, a little different of, of, of maintaining spiritual rhythm. It isn't necessarily um, uh, getting our lives in track, but actually focusing on others' lives. And... Uh, so, you know, one thing we all understand is that we have been saved by the blood of Christ, right? When we have given our hearts over to him, we have been saved and set free from our sins and transgressions. Um, in, uh, in Ephesians, Paul says, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins, Right? He purchased our lives by his blood. He, forg he has forgiven us of our sins. He set us free from that life. And, and, and Paul says in, in Galatians, my old self has been crucified with Christ. Understand that. Your old self is crucified by the blood of Christ. It is gone. It is dead. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in his son, uh, in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Exactly. So if you are a believer of Christ and following him and, and loving him and being with him, okay, then you, then you are the salt and the light of the world. Right? This is not something that we contain with ourselves and keep with us only. This is something that isn't meant to be, be, be kept hidden or concealed. It is made to be shown out. It is made to be shared. It is made to be given out 
to those around us. All throughout the New Testament, we see Jesus and his disciples drawing attention to our calling. Our calling. All of us are called to be witnesses of Christ. All of us, no matter who you are, no matter what age you are, no matter what profession you're in or, 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 or schooling or anything like that, you are called to be witnesses of Jesus. Every single one of us. The wonderful calling to go out into charted and uncharted territory. To go and spread the gospel. To go into our communities, our workplaces, our schools, and just, just sharing the love of Christ. Here's something I want us to think about, though. If our calling is to go out into the world and be great witnesses of Jesus, then why do we hesitate to share our faith? Why do we hesitate to share our faith? There are, there are, are reasons why. You know, we, we, we all have reasons why we, we've done so. Um, I, I think every single one of us at some point in our life ha has hesitated to share. And um, we've chosen to be silent about what Christ has done for us. But some of the reasons that we do so is, is fear. We're afraid. We're afraid, to, we're afraid to share. We're afraid to speak up. We're afraid to... to, to to, um, to share what God has done with us. There's this, um, we worry about what, what people would think of us. We would be worried about what people's opinions would be of us because we live in the cancel, cancel uh, culture, the cancel culture. You, 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 can't, you can't share what you feel without somebody shooting you down, right? Or, or, or claiming that you're a bigot or that, you, that you're, you're hateful against this group or that group. And so those kind of fears start to come upon us. And we, 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 we are like, oh, you know, I felt like it was easier a few years ago to share. But now if I just open my mouth out to sneeze, I, I got COVID and people are afraid of me. And uh, so, so we, we, are, we are afraid and, and, and we get discouraged we feel people are going to try and discredit who we are. Um, you know, we, we also are afraid um, of losing a relationship. Think about some coworkers that you work with that you spend like every day of the week with that, you, that, that aren't believers. What's going to happen to that relationship, that workship, that what's going to happen if they reject me for who I, who I am and what I believe in? So there's that fear. We, we, we have... These moments, and you know, you know, I we could we could go and, and take the, the 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 spiritual road and say, oh, hey, you know what? We don't have a spirit of fear in us. But let's be honest, there are moments where we truly do have those fearful moments, and and, and we can't discredit that. There, there's times where that creeps up, and, and and we can recognize it, and we can say, Lord, help me get over this fear, and let's move on. But don't don't deny the fact that that we do have genuine moments of fear. And uh, another reason is um, we don't want to be pushy. We don't want to be pushy. And we, we think, about the, think about groups who go around who, who, are, who are pushy about things. There's a, a friend of mine, uh, they would get regular visits from the Jehovah Witness. And I mean regular visits. They would be there almost every week. And maybe it's because every time 
they come, he would slam the door in their face. And because uh, he just didn't want to talk to them. But his mom would get really upset at him for doing that. Don't do that. That's not how you, that's not how you behave. So they'd come, and then she'd answer this. She'd be like, oh, great to see you. Hold on a second. Let me get my Bible. And then they'd come, and then she'd have this, oh, yeah, really, well, my Bible says. It was, it was, it was great. It was very fun to watch. But we, we're afraid. We don't want to be pushy. We don't, want, we don't want, want people to think, okay, okay, back off. I get it. I get it. You're a believer. I'm not. Just leave me alone. We don't want, so we get this fear. Well, I don't want people to think that, uh, oh, I, I have the wrong thing up there. I have qualified. Oh, I'm jumping ahead of myself. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, the third one's pushy. The other one is being qualified. But we, we get these, um, we, we get these, these different fears, and we, we feel like we're not good enough to, to share, right? We don't want to be pushy because we're afraid that people are going to uh, be, be afraid or, or, or like, okay, this guy's annoying. I won't leave me alone. But also, we've, we're afraid. We, we don't want to, uh, we, we back down, we hesitate because we don't feel qualified. I didn't go to school for this. I, I, I read my Bible, but I don't always understand what it says. So what if someone asks me a question that I can't answer? And so we, we get that fear. I don't feel qualified to do this. So I, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna hesitate. I'm gonna back down. I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna share. So we get these these three fears um, uh, when it comes to sharing our faith. But we cannot let these three reasons stop us from reaching out to people and sharing our faith with them. We cannot let these things. These are these are barriers. And we cannot allow these things to stop us from reaching out to people who need to know who Christ is. Sharing, sharing Jesus with others helps us maintain our spiritual rhythm. It really does. We have all these other things that we talked about, about maintaining the spiritual rhythm. But when we share our faith, we are maintaining that spiritual rhythm in our lives. And it, it's, it's healthy. It keeps us going. And, it, and, and it's, it's something we all need to be doing. And, um, and here's what I want us to understand today is, uh, is that spiritual rhythm in our lives is not just about us because we were not only freed from our sin, okay? We are not only free from our sin, we are also called to reach people for Christ so that they can be free. We, we are freed from Christ, by Christ, so, so our calling is to go out and, and, and give everybody else the opportunity to also be free in Jesus. We are called to reach out to others for Christ. We have a responsibility. What, what, did, what, did, um, uh, what did Matthew, or Jesus say in Matthew 28? What did he say? He said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what we are to do. And so this morning, let's look at a few ways and how we can, how we can do this and how we can ma- maintain that rhythm and sharing our faith with, uh, with, with, with others. The first thing we can do is use what you have. Use what you have. Okay, and, and, and that's, that's actually a little more simpler than, than it even sounds. Use what you have. Not what someone else has or, 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 you know, make excuses that you don't have what it takes to share. Use what you have, what God's given you to reach out to, 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 to other people for Jesus. And, and to, 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 to make this point, um, we're going to look at Luke chapter 5. Um, and, and we're going to see the story of Levi. Right? We're going to see the story of Levi and... and um, 
and, and, and how he used what he had to get the word of Christ out. Now, here's the thing with, with him. Um, imagine you had a job where you were the most hated person in the region. Imagine that, having that kind of job. And if you do have that job right now, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I, I hope it gets better for you. Um, but yeah, you're, you're the most hated person in the region. Okay? And uh, um, Levi was a tax collector. Right? Everybody in Jesus' day hated tax collectors. Well, anybody in any day really doesn't have a good feeling about tax collectors. But, but it was more despised than because they, 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 were, they, were, they were crooked. They, they, they took more for themselves. And every time someone saw them, they would either spit at them or they'd go the other way or curse at them. They did not like tax collectors. They were, they were people that were, that were looked down upon in Jesus' day. And, 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 and here's the thing. Um, in Luke, Luke chapter 5, verse 27, um, we, we, we see, uh, you know, Jesus' interaction with, with Levi, which becomes Matthew, who becomes one of Jesus' best friends, one of his, his apostles. And so he says, later, as Jesus left the town, he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at his, uh, his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Jesus changed this man's life and opened his, his eyes to a whole new world, a dazzling place he never knew. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so he, 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 Jesus goes out for a walk, okay? He goes out for a walk, something he often did. And he bumps into someone, something he, that often happened. And he radically changed his life, something he regularly did. And, and, and so he's, he's walking through and he, and he sees Matthew, changes his life. And, and, and Matthew doesn't, doesn't want to keep this to himself. Like he, he, he responds right away. He gets up and he follows Jesus. Got the invitation, I'm taking it. I'm going. And, and so he, he goes and he, and he follows the Lord and, and, and just think, think about that, that excitement that he was going through. Think about the excitement that you went through when you gave your heart to Jesus, when you felt this new found love, this, this new experience, this new life that's freed from your old life. Think about the, that feeling that you had. Some of you may even remember like to the finest details, to the finest, the, to the, to the, like right to the minute. Some people I know know ex the exact moment, the exact time. It, it's just, it's it, because it's something so radical, something so am amazing. Um, and, and, and Matthew didn't waste any time. He didn't waste any time. He left that time, that, that life behind. Decided to make a career change. I'm no longer going to be the most hated man in the world. I'm no longer going uh, to be, be uh, you know, cheating and, and, and taking. Uh, I'm going to make a change. Instead of taking change, I'm going to make a change. And, and, and instead of, instead of, um, of, of, being, of being hated, people are going to see me for who I am and who I am in Jesus. And I'm going to go and I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to give back to others. I'm going to love others. And, and, and so, so he does this, and he was eager to start, but, 
but this, this is how, this is what I love about this story, is, 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 is what he did, um, because again, he wasn't, he wasn't a gifted speaker, he, he didn't have Bible college, um, uh, you know, background, didn't have a degree, he, you know, he, he didn't serve on, on, on a host team and wipe down toilets after someone used them, um, shout out to my host team members, and, uh, and, and especially the washroom crew, uh, yeah, give them all a shout out, you know, our, our team, our team has been so good, and our team is ever-growing. We have so many people who are just serving, and I just, God bless you all. You have been making this uh, reopening uh, so easy, and, and I say easy, it's not easy, but you're making it so much um, easier because, uh, just because of your, your hearts, your willingness to serve, and God bless you all. I thank you for, for your time. Um, so yeah, so again, he, he didn't do any of these things. Uh, but there's one thing he did do. There's one thing he did do, and that's throw a party. Oh yeah, he threw he threw it down. He 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 got he 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 went all out. He threw this massive party. He went over to Romano's, got boxes of shish kebabs. He went over to the 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 the, the uh, farmers market, and he got corn in the cob. He had a big screen TV, and he had the Raptors game on, whooping the Lakers. Yeah. Sorry, did I get a little too excited there? So he's out there, and, and he's having this party, and he's, he's loving it, and this is what it says. This is what it says in Luke chapter 5, okay? And he says, um, later, Levi held a banquet in his home with Jesus at, uh, as the guest of honor. Many of, uh, of Levi's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with them. But the Pharisees and their teachers uh, of religious law complained bitterly to Jesus' disciples. Why do you eat and drink with such scum? Like, the wording in that eh, is like, why do you, like, rebel scum. Like, why do you, why do you eat with, with scum? Jesus answered them, though. He says, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who, uh, those who, who know they are sinners and need to repent. And here, here's what's something really cool and something really important to think about uh, it, with this story, and, and, and more specifically, the location of where Jesus is. Notice that, that this isn't happening like in a church surrounded by a bunch of church people. This isn't happening, you know, while they're worshiping at the temple. Or No, Jesus went right where they are. Jesus went out to where these people are. He didn't say like, okay, everything has to be done here in the church. No, we're going to go out and we're going to go find them and he's going to go sit and he's going to have dinner with them. He's going to go eat those shish kebabs. He's going to go have all that fun and he's going to show them how much he cares because he didn't come here for the healthy. He came for the sick. This is what he did and this is what Matthew did. Matthew's like, hey, what can I do? <laughs> I could throw some really cool parties. So I'm going to throw a big banquet. I am going to use what I have, and I am going to tell all of my friends that Jesus is the Savior. I'm going to tell all of my friends what Jesus has done for me. Notice that, that he didn't just go out to pulling out random strangers where there was probably some random strangers there. He, invited, he opened up a Facebook account, and he invited all of his friends. And he said, hey, I need you to come to my house because I need you to meet this guy. His name is Jesus. He saved my life. He changed my life, and he can change yours. And so what does Jesus say? He says, he says to, 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 to the disciples in, in Mark 16, he says, go into the world and preach the good news to everyone. 
And that's what we are to do. That is our calling. That is our calling. And so another thing that we can do is that we can invite someone. You can invite someone. We're going to jump to John for this point. John chapter 4. And um, we see this powerful story of an interaction with Jesus and a loose Samaritan woman. And I say loose because she had a bunch of husbands. And she was with a man, as Jesus said, who wasn't her husband. So, yeah, she, so he meets this woman. Now, this woman, she, she, she was out getting the water. And notice, notice the timing. Like, she's out later on, and, and, and there's no one else around. You know, she, she chose a time in the day where, where everyone else has already completed this chore. And so she's gone out, and she's expecting to find no one. Surprise, she found Jesus. And how many times do we, do we go somewhere not expecting to find someone, and all of a sudden, boom, there's Jesus, right? Jesus, Jesus is uh, uh, there sitting there, and he's, 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 again, gone for a walk, and now he's tired, he's thirsty. And uh, he's sitting there, and she's, she's asking him for a drink. And, and, and we, we, we know that story, that she's just like, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're a Jewish man. I'm a Samaritan woman. We should not be talking. Um, but Jesus is like, no, no, no. And, and so he, he, he talks with her, and, and this, is, this is what happens. This, after that interaction, after Jesus revealed himself to her, and she realized who he was, and, 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 and her life was transformed, this is, this is what happens in, in John chapter 4, verse 28. He says, the woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Look, look at her response. She didn't memorize a script. She, she didn't, she, she didn't um, you know, make excuses of any kind. She didn't condemn or guilt people in the company. She simply just went out to the town, to the people she knew, to her peers, and said, come meet this guy. I'm inviting you right now. Follow me. Come meet this guy. Let's go see. And, 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 and there's, this, there's this simple act of inviting. You know, we can invite people to Jesus. We can invite people to church, to meet other people, uh, to, to understand the, the community of God, to understand what the church of God is really like. You know, you can look around. You can see people all over the place. You can see people um, who, who are in need of the Savior, who are in need of of an intervening act of love and grace by God. It doesn't take much to look around the areas that you're in, your workplace, your schools, even your own families, to see that there are people who are hurting who need God, who need the Savior. So pray that God will open your eyes to, to the person um, who is hurting because a family member is terminally ill. Pray that God will open your eyes, that he will lead you to someone who, is in, who, who needs direction for a better life. Pray that God will open your eyes to share and witness with the bank teller who is struggling uh, who, with, with, with depression. Pray that God will open your eyes to the family members, the friends, the co-workers, the, the, the classmates who are feeling hopeless and have no hope. Let them know that there is hope in Jesus. Give them that invitation. I understand there are more barriers today than ever before when it comes to inviting people to, to church. I understand that. But you know what? Let's pray that God will continue. He's broken down barriers before. Let's pray that he will continue to break down barriers. What happens when we pray? God moves. 
What happens when we pray? People's lives are changed. So let's do that. Let's continue to pray. And this is a verse. I love this verse. And it's one you don't necessarily always hear when you read about the Samaritan woman, when you read about that story. But listen to what, what John chapter 4, verse 39 says. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I did. Listen, when you don't invite people, people can't come to Christ. This woman went out and she invited. Even though she may not have had a great reputation, she invited people, they followed, they went, and they got saved and they found the Savior. Like, that's something we can all do. And so, and so we, we, we got to invite someone and we have to share our story. Share our story. And this one's in John chapter 9. When Jesus healed the blind man and gave him the ability to see, Right? This, this story is great for a number of reasons. One, because, well, Jesus did a miracle and a man who was blind now sees. But also, um, the, 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 as the religious leaders and the skeptics tried to discredit Jesus and the miracle he performed, the man who received the miracle used the power of his story. Used the power of his story and his experience. And this is what it says in John chapter 9, verse 25. I don't know whether he is a sinner the man replied, but I know this, I was blind and now I see. See, see, they try to discredit the, 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 the experience of this man. Try to say that Jesus is a sinner, what's going on? He goes, no, I, I don't know whether this guy is a sinner or not. All I do know is that I was blind, I couldn't see a thing. I was blind as a bat. Jesus came into my life, now I can see. And, 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 and so, so that the, the power of his story, he used the gift of, of his own personal experience to witness of Christ. He went to witness to people about who Christ was. We all have a story, every single one of you, who's given your heart over to the Lord. You all have a story. And here's the other thing, and another barrier, another hesitation. Some people, and I've heard this before, well, my story isn't really that great. Yeah, it is, because you were, you were lost and now you're found. So don't ever discredit your story. You know, it doesn't have to be this big, crazy story. You know what? Your story is your story because you were saved and, and, and you were no longer stuck in your, in your sins. That is a great story. That is a powerful story. And use it. Because, because when you use your story, look what happens here. He, he continues on. Well, what did he do, they asked. How did, they, how did he heal you? Look, the man explained. I told you once. Didn't you listen? Do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Look, he uses this story. He says, listen, this guy saved me. This guy gave me sight, and he could do the same for you. So use your story. Use your story and go out there. Let people know that you love God. Let people know what he's done for you. You know, there, there are many people in your life, you, you, could, you, could, you could do so many different things using what you, what, what you have. Like, if you love to cook, then here's an idea. Here's a great idea. Invite a coworker over and their family for dinner. You have a pool? Invite your neighbors over. Go for a swim and a barbecue. Again, I understand there's some barriers there, but you know what? Don't let those things stop you. So get creative. There are so many different ways, creative ways, that we can invite people, that we can show people that we love Christ, that we can invite them into a life of hope and love and grace. So what can you do today? What can you do 
What do you have that you could use to witness, to share? Who can you invite to church? Who can you invite to a relationship with Christ? How can you use your story to encourage people, to show them love? Because here's the thing, and this is, this is a, 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 hard, a, hard, a hard fact. If, if the only people in our circle are Christians, then we're not doing our job. If the only people in our circle are Christians, then how is the, how is the lost going to hear the message? We need to go out and we need to, we have coworkers and family members and so many people around us that don't know Christ. So use your, your ability, use your, your, your giftings, use your, uh, what you have in, in, in your store and everything to get the word of Christ out so that they are no longer lost. So let's close our eyes and let's pray this morning. Jesus, I just thank you, God, for this word. I thank you, God, that we are not stuck in our old way of life, but we are free. And because we are free, others can be free too. But we have to go out and we have to show them you. We have to show them your love. We have to show them your grace. We have to show them your kindness. Show them, show them everything that makes you, Lord God. We have to show that to these people that we, that we work with, that we, that we live with, that we, that we talk with and live next to. Lord God, spark creativity in us, Lord God, in, how, in different ways and how we can witness and how we can share and how we can go out, Lord God. Because this world will continue to remain in darkness unless we go out there and do what you've called us to do. So God, I just pray that you would, just, that you would lead us, that you will just fill us, Lord God, with excitement to go out and, and, and be a great witness, be the salt and the light of the world. In Jesus' name, amen.